Welcome downtown to this woman from NYC on the 5th, where wellness meets good vibes. Listen along for perspectives on cultivating a nourishing life of well-being, greater meaning, fulfillment, and purpose. It's all love. It's all healing. It's all ascension to greatness. Here's your host, Jazz Feliciano. Marley McKinney, also known as Chef Marley, is a vegan chef hailing from Cleveland, Ohio. He has been cooking since the age of 12. Years later, in three years vegan, he's turned his talent into passion and career. Marley grew up in the urban communities throughout Cleveland and Atlanta with his single mother, Marlita, who didn't have a lot of money, but was able to gift him with knowledge, books, experiences, love, and teaching him how to cook. These things helped mold him into a teenager who ventured out for more experiences to figure out his path in life. He started off by wanting to be a rapper, who became a party promoter, and even spent some time in the streets, which led him to jail a few times. The time behind the wall, he was able to read more, plan, and visualize who he wanted to become. Like the phoenix, he rose from the ashes of the fire he created, and he used what he did naturally and his creative skills from music and networking skills from event managing, and he even became plant-based poppy, a.k.a. Chef Marley. Now, Chef Marley is a vegan chef who specializes in recipe development for restaurants, catering, pop-ups, events, private cooking, and cooking classes. He has a platform on Instagram where it showcases food and upcoming events. Joining Marley is his business colleague, James Saunders. You guys, welcome to On The Fifth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. What inspired you, um, essentially, to start your whole career going into vegan and specializing in that cooking? Okay. Well, uh, I always like to read. Reading is like, like a, a love of mine. So uh, a lot of books I would read, it kind of opened up my mind to like different, like different ways of thinking of things. And uh, it kind of was just one day I had a, a conversation with my mom. I'm like, hey, mom, I think I want to stop eating meat. So this is before I actually became a cook. I was always able to cook. I just didn't have it as a career. So I just told her, like, yeah, I think I, I want to stop eating meat. She's like, well, I think I want to do it too. I'm like, and this really just became like a conscious decision. Like wow. eventually it became like literally. And then once I actually put the connection to animals and food, it, it, it woke me up uh, a lot. So it's like, because at first you never really think of, oh, uh, that cow is that steak. That's not how initially we are taught. You just know that this is a steak. You don't really think too much about where it comes from. So more and more, uh, I kind of, in the first, when I first started becoming vegan, I didn't know what I was doing. I literally just ate potatoes, celery, and peanut butter every day. And oatmeal. Oatmeal and bananas. So I really didn't know what to cook, how to cook. Not really. Only eating vegetables like vegetarian used to be beside the eggs and the milk. So uh, it just kind of started off that, and then uh, I ended up having a different page at the time, and I started following different vegans and stuff like that. Like, okay, let me make, let me see this. Okay, I'm like wow, you can create this, and like it, it sparked my creative bug. It always had from like like you said, from doing music, event managing, party promoting, and stuff like that. And it just I just went kind of crazy. It's like I started doing this and trying this. I look up other people's stuff. Like I went out from other people, and they was like rooting me on. So luckily, uh, my friend actually uh, sitting with me, Jane Saunders, was actually one of the first people to uh, buy a meal prep from me. When I finally started my business, 
I would uh, I would go to the same gym uh, where you worked at, and I would leave my flyers there. Uh, my friend would leave them in the girls' locker room, and I'll leave mine in the uh, males' locker room. He ended up finding a flyer one day, uh, gave me a call, reached out to me. Uh, but at the time, I really didn't know what I was doing. I really didn't have the plan down. I didn't know uh, the cost ratio and everything like that. So, But eventually, I did. And he always just motivated me and pushed me to keep going with it. And that's how kind of we got here today. And, oh, uh, well, I'm going to add this. Uh, during my process of actually learning more and more about cooking, my mother was sick at the time. And I had uh, took a trip to Chicago and uh, did a lot of cooking for her. And she had let me know, like, uh, during a time when she was having her cycle, she used to have bad cycles uh, my whole life. So I knew that was an issue. Like, she wouldn't even go anywhere. She had let me know, like, this is the best cycle I've ever had. Like, I'm not in pain like I normally would be. And I'm like, and I kind of put, like, one and two together. Like, what if this food is really connected to health? Because I didn't really understand the health aspect of it. Like, and what yeah. it can really do. I just kind of did it consciously and then eventually connected it with the animal. So that was kind of my motivation for it. And then it became, oh, I can actually get people to eat better and it actually will help them in their health. And so I just kind of dedicated the rest of my life to it. That's great. I mean, I, I love to hear stories like that. So what do you think is the biggest misconception that exists, especially in regards to vegans, especially in our community? Well, people, well, it's, it's a few things. For one, people don't think vegan food is regular food. And it's literally just vegetables. I mean, they have some other stuff that they have made, uh, tofu and other things that I feel like may not be the healthiest to me. Just to me, I, I, I kind of do everything real. I don't really do any processed foods too much. Like sometimes I'll try to, uh, the seitan and, uh, the meats and stuff like that. But that's for me. I feel like I can, I got a good metabolism for me to eat it. I, I don't really encourage that for everybody because everybody's body is different. So I feel like people, they misconcept, like think vegan food is totally different. And I think that another misconception is people think it's expensive. And it can be expensive if you decide just to go to Whole Foods for all your ingredients. But it, it's, it's definitely smart ways for you to shop and be able to cook. A lot of the meals that I made, I've got them on a nice dime. So it's like, it, it can work. And I feel like that's probably the biggest, the, the two biggest. And that makes people kind of deter away from trying it because of those, those issues. Yeah, that is so true. Because I remember when I, uh, when I transitioned from eating meat all my life to pescatarian to eventually veg, uh, vegetarian, like I noticed, like there was a big difference on my on my pocket, Got and it. it's true because it's a, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot cheaper. I don't think people realize like how expensive meat really truly is. Right. And if you're buying a, <laughs> and if you're buying it in bulk, like say for like a T-bone steak, like you're looking at per steak like maybe close to like eight, nine, ten dollars, depending on the quality, depending where you get it from. You know, so all that stuff, it's true. It adds up. It does. And especially if you have a big family. So if you're a mother that goes shopping and you have two or three kids, you're you're spending way more with uh, dairy and meat and stuff like that. I just feel like, and that's something I'm working on now is to, uh, I'm working on a book uh, called The Broke Vegan. And I feel like uh, there's a lot of cookbooks out there, I'm sure, that people can use. But I want them to know how cheap that this can possibly be for you to get a bean burger, to make this, or to make uh, my Hawaiian pineapples, and it doesn't really cost that much. And I, I want to really teach people how to do that and then hopefully do, like, webinars and stuff like that 
so it can really walk them through even the grocery shopping experience. Like, I'm going to show you exactly what I bought and how I do it and show you how to save money. What is your biggest success story? My biggest success story? Uh, yeah, with, with another client. Were you able oh, to successfully turn somebody into a vegan? And if so, how did you do that? Yes, I, oh, I've done it a lot. I, but at first, I, I was crazy. None of my friends uh, liked it. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not eating the grass, bro. I'm not eating the leaves. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. And they would eat my food I would normally cook. But this, they would just turn away from it. And then I think I have like five or six friends that are, are full vegans, like to this day. But I feel like my greatest success story, uh, I actually uh, worked for a restaurant in Atlanta, uh, kind of like subcontracting in Miami. And I was helping be able to make, uh, treat the, the recipes for their vegan options on the recipe. So now they actually, even after I left, they've even, even incorporated more. So it's kind of like, a balance so like people can actually come there and really like vegans can really come to these different spots oh that's good yeah it's amazing and we had we had some uh what you call it uh kind of contractor things to for me not to let people know that it came from me and i kind of like that you know what i'm saying so it's like but i'll i'll let you know personally and you can check it out yeah definitely and you know what's the amazing thing too like i remember like for a while, like there was barely any options. Now it's like every restaurant, in yeah. some form, like caters to caters to the vegan lifestyle, and I think it's great. Because I, yeah, because I remember like it used to be so hard. You're like, nah, you can't eat here. Like, chill. <laughs> you have to eat someplace else. Like some fries and a salad, what? and that's uh, it. <laughs> that's it. Maybe a baked potato, depending on what kind of restaurant you was at. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I, and I feel like what it is, uh, a lot of people are becoming more health conscious. So even people that's not fully vegan, they still want to have the option of being able to eat healthy when they eat out. And I think these business owners, they are, they're wising up because veganism is like uh, over a billion dollar industry. And uh, they're, they're understanding like, oh, wait, this, this is really like almost like a cult following type of thing. Like, Know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's great that I mean a lot of people are waking up. They're more conscious about it. Uh, like you said, they're very health conscious. So, so yeah, even more better. I mean, I've seen so like even me working in the healthcare field, like maybe right. years back. Like I've seen so many different types of illnesses and ailments, and it all came from. Pretty much your nutrition. So, so yeah, I'm a big supporter of um, not just eating clean, but choosing the right things to put into your body rather than dead stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah. When, and you, when I, you look at it that way, it's, it's really dead. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So what do you instruct a client who's maybe having a hard time, like, sticking to it? Like, what are your, like, what's your advice to them? Uh, is, is that for like doing like meal preps and stuff like that? Like as far as, you know, sticking to the lifestyle of veganism, like say they started out and they're like, uh, I can't do this. Or they're like, I'm trying, but it's so hard. Like I want to go back to eating meat. Like what do you instruct somebody? What would be your suggestion? I would, en- I would encourage them to try to be creative with your food. Uh, sometimes they give, it, it gets boring. Like, so especially for people who are not really sure of what to eat. They might just do the salad and the baked potato every day. I feel like 
the more creative you are with your food, it won't be as boring. And for the ones who want to transition from the eating meat, there are the options of uh, getting a Beyond Beef Burger or the sausages they have. I was in Whole Foods today. They have a whole row just full of stuff. It's like, I remember it wasn't like this maybe two, three years ago. I think Whole Foods the first to catch on, but it wasn't like that. But even in Aldi's, they had the Beyond Beef Burger, the Impossible Burger, uh, sausages. Uh, they got the uh, the seitan, the wheat gluten chicken that you can, if you want to get off of that. I'm not sure how healthy the seitan is. I like it personally, but the, the fried chicken, you can still eat kind of a chicken-like type of thing, and it kind of has the same texture of it as long as you season it with the same thing because at the end of the day, you're, you're seasoning your food with vegetables anyway. So with the seasoning. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like for somebody, uh, like you were saying, uh, to keep them motivated and to stay on it, I feel like they should follow more vegans, like on like social media and stuff like that. I feel like they should stay in a loop because it would be so easy for you to be, let's say if you're a person that likes to work out and you only maybe follow two or three vegans, and let's say I'm one of them. So but the majority of your other friends, they're posting their dinner plates and stuff when they go to restaurants, like how people do. And it's, they show you the steak. They show you the uh, stuff, salmon and everything like that. It's like, oh, I want to go back because this is what you see more consistently. I feel right. like people should tap in to more people that it's, – it's a, it's, a, it's a model, I think. Uh, you, you want to follow people that you want to be like, not just the people that you, you know what I'm saying, used to be like. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to elevate, if you want to be an entrepreneur, uh, you should follow more entrepreneurs, read more entrepreneur books if you want to – get this lifestyle it's kind of hard i just feel that you should keep educating yourself because even though i can cook yeah i still watch videos i still get on youtube i still see how did they make that okay how can i tweak it and make it my own kind of way you know what i'm saying stuff like that yeah. oh yeah so i'm i'm all for inspiration because you i mean you can be like the best of the best but you can't be 100 percent perfect at it either so so yeah no i totally agree Find your inspiration, whatever that is. And um, yeah, I, I love the whole YouTube videos, especially when it comes to cooking, because sister girls sometimes need <laughs> need a little inspiration in the kitchen. So so yeah. And I definitely agree. Like um following those hashtags really does make a difference as far as your influence on your choices, especially when it comes to food. Because I mean, let's face it, like we we'll see the random dish on the feed tell me like tell me i'm not lying like tell me like if you see something that looks really good either you want to eat it yourself or try it yourself in the kitchen and sure. see how it comes out right because damn i mean how many times you posted like jackfruit dishes and i'm just like oh i need to try that <laughs> yeah and that's so crazy when i when i do events people come up i, I just want to try this jackfruit i keep hearing about it and never tried it it's so interesting to me because I, i've had it so much I'm thinking everybody didn't try it, but it's like people really be like, hold up, man, it's jackfruit. It got to be something to it, man. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think that's, yeah. So that's why even sometimes I will repost things because I want you to kind of continue to see it. Like, okay, we have a lot of different options we can try. Like, that look good. Okay, I may not like that, but this right here look fire. I want it. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. I no, I, I got on board with jackfruit this year. And, mm -hmm. Oh my God, I, it changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just so many like there's so many dishes you can make just from that alone. That I mean, it's magical to me. I mean, I don't know about to you. 
No, it is. Trust me. I've, <laughs> I've, I've fried it. I've air fried it. I've jerked it. I smoked it like on an actual grill. Like wow. I've done yeah, it's in the, it gives you that real smoky flavor because you can use liquid smoke, which is cool. But I, I actually put the wood chips in the grill and did the whole thing like it was real meat. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the texture comes out crazy. The taste of it is re, is real good. Yeah, definitely. So to all the folks out there who's listening to this episode, definitely check out his page in regards to the jackfruit dishes because it's amazing. And if anybody hasn't tried it, you don't know what you're missing because that's something that's that's really yeah. fire yeah jackfruit is probably the closest thing to meat besides like mushrooms i like oyster mushrooms as well oyster mushrooms you can do some things with that can i can i give them a tip real quick yeah by all means for the ones who like to cook this is uh something i learned a minute ago i haven't used it that much recently but you can get oyster mushrooms uh, either you can let them soak in water with seaweed in it or you can actually put it in the seasoning when you're actually making the food with some Old Bay, and it will give you that fish texture the same way with uh, jackfruit. You can do it with jackfruit as well. Because jackfruit takes on any kind of taste that you season it with. Uh, hearts yeah. of palm. You, I've made crab cakes out of hearts of palm uh, a few times. And, yeah, those those three. I, I'll say oyster mushrooms, period. If you miss the texture of meat and you want that, and you want something that's natural, maybe not with the wheat gluten, Mushrooms for sure, jackfruit for sure, and hearts of palm. That's a uh, that's a good one too. Oh, that's a good tip. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. So, what do you think is the most played out vegan dish ever? Uh, the most played out. <laughs> no salad. I be freaking my salads though. I ain't not gonna lie. I freak mine, but uh, <laughs> if it's not that. I think people seen bean burgers a lot. They seen, so I don't think it's played out because I, I, I like food. I'm a fatty. Like, I'm a foodie. Like, I look at food videos all day. If I'm not working, I'm looking at food. I'm doing my plans. I'm reading a book looking at food. It's, it's crazy. But, uh, let me see. Uh, I wouldn't say. It's okay. I'm going to say this. And I want to call it played out. Okay. I, I feel like jackfruit is being very much used more now. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's more of a comment. I wouldn't call it played out, though, but I don't know. I'll eat anything. I don't, I don't see nothing that people wouldn't eat. So you, know, you, mentioned, you mentioned salad. You mentioned freaking out <laughs> your salad. Like, okay, so how do you dress? Okay, what's your example of the best dressed salad? Ooh, so you got to have, you have some spinach. See, this is what okay. you can do. I, I have some spinach. Uh, I'll throw some iceberg in there, too. Uh, some french fry uh onions probably uh some kind of meat texture so either i fry some mushrooms i'll do the jackfruit i throw beans on it i dress it up with some chopped onions some chopped tomatoes i make it like a taco salad my salad will look like a taco salad i use some cashew cheese i even throw some tortillas on it like i'm gonna make it good and you can use like whole wheat tortillas so if you don't want the super salt from the ones that's more fatty more saturated fat you can make it healthy, but my salad is going to be normal. They, they return. I throw some chickpeas on it, roast the chickpeas. Throw a little bit of uh, maple syrup on the chickpeas when you roast them. It give you a nice texture, too. I love chickpeas. Or gorbanzo beans for people who don't know what chickpeas are. Oh, uh, God, I got to try it. Yeah, it's amazing. It is. It's amazing. Wow. Oh, you amazing. gave me ideas, though. Okay, good. Yeah. So do you, um, do you th- 
you throw like a dressing in there or do you make your own dressing? Yeah, I've I've made my own dressing a few times, but uh I, I, I like Daya products. Uh D A I Y A, I believe. Uh I like the ranch. Hold on, let me see. I got another ranch right here. Oh, this is Daya. Yeah, Daya Homestyle Ranch dressing. Yeah. So I do this. I'll okay. mix this sometimes with barbecue sauce. So I, like I sweet baby rays, uh if people know sweet baby rays is sweet baby rays is vegan as well. So you can mix uh some ranch with a little bit of sweet baby rays. Uh either you can use your own hot sauce or you can make a hot sauce out of uh, vinegar and stuff like that throw it all together i like to use a uh, cashew based cheese that's kind of my favorite dressing i usually get it from a company i used to work for so I, I try not to make it too much to sell because i'm not supposed to give away the recipe so i kind of just do it for myself ah gotcha okay cool okay. so on your whole journey what was your biggest fear going um, did you had any going into this what drove you anyways so to make it a business yeah uh my mom she always told me to whatever you do without effort make that your job so uh i cooked like forever like for so long so it's like okay this is the most easiest thing that i like to do and then once i got creative with it then it became a passion when i had some purpose to go behind it then it became, yeah. okay, this is what I have to do. I'm saying, and even if I don't stay cooking, I mean, I'm probably not going to be a 50 year old chef, but I'm sure that somehow food will be incorporated with my future endeavors to like book writing and things of that nature. I'm saying, cooking shows, possibly if I can get on the Food Network channel, because I don't think they have a food, a vegan food show. They need, they I'm need saying. it. <laughs> I don't know why they don't. They should have like two or three right now. Like exactly. It, even if they just get the festivals, because the festivals is wonderful. I only did two in, in, here in Cleveland, but the festivals are amazing. You see the so many varieties of things. Like they need to capture that. You know what I'm saying. But nowadays yeah, you can sure. do YouTube and do it that way and monetize that way. So did you have any fear in in going into this or? Uh. When I when I when I seen that I didn't know how to price what I was doing yet, so I feel like uh my first event that I ever did, which was not that long ago, uh I think last year, I think last year was my first like pop up event. I was kind of worried then because I'm the only person who had food here, so in my head I had made something called a pineapple express, and I uh, I cut the pineapple in half. Cut it out, put like jasmine rice or vegetable rice on it. Uh, I make like a two bean spicy chili, sweet and spicy. Uh, then I top it with jackfruit and then the, uh, the nacho cheese on top. Okay. So this is something I created just for myself because I wanted to eat it. I like pretty things. So I just wanted like I made it, it took like an hour and some change, but I ate it like in like 60 seconds. Like so I'm like, OK, when I got the opportunity to do the event, I'm, like, oh, I'm going to make that because it, it looks festive. People can hold it in their hand. I know girls like to hold things, so I, I figure I'm kind of a handsome guy sometimes. So I feel like, okay, <laughs> if I can sell it to anybody, it's all good. <laughs> I can sell it to I can sell it to women. You feel me? And they, and they are my highest clientele for m multiple reasons, but it did it. It was more attractive to them. And uh, the event I had did was called uh, the Al the Alchemic Corners, I believe. So most of the people that was there were women vendors who had some kind of involvement with holistic healing so from foot detoxes yoni steaming uh massage therapy 
all that type of stuff. So the crowd of people that they brought in was most women who wanted to tap into that. And one of the things that surprised me, because I knew about veganism, it surprised me that most of the women never had any vegan food at all. And they loved it. Like, wow. oh, this is this and there. Like, and so I was nervous because I didn't know if they was going to like it. So that was my biggest thing. But uh, it was very successful. It was very successful. That was the motivation. I, I kind of figured no matter if I lose money investing into myself a little bit, I figured that it's, it's going to work. And then see a year later and see how I just skyrocketed with not just myself, but with other people. And anywhere that I go, I can I can thrive in, in my field. And that's, that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? That's so and I'm not going to add, I'm going to add something. This is nothing that kind of scared me. And I think this is what a lot of people in business. When you do something and there's a whole bunch of other people who do it, because I don't have a restaurant. So when I was doing this, there was no vegan restaurants in my city at all, I don't believe. Maybe one. Maybe one. So now it's getting big, but I'm still able to make money here. You know what I'm saying? But I was used to be scared, like, dang, they got a restaurant. I don't got a restaurant. Yeah, I had to find a better way to maneuver it the way I needed to. So, and but I had to look at it like there's a McDonald's right across the street from a Burger King. They both sell the same thing. So, if McDonald's and Burger King can be on the same street. I can be on the same street with other people who do what I do. Exactly. And I was scared of it, but I kind of, I kind of got over that. That's what's up. So, what would you tell like a younger person that's interested? You know, I want to go into veganism. I, I really enjoy it. You know, what would be your advice to the younger version of you, say, for example? Ooh, uh, you know, version of me, uh, and this is just for food, right? Just to eat it. Well, I mean, if they want to go into like going into cooking, you know, using more of the, uh, the vegan palate, so to speak, that type uh, of thing. I would, I would, I would tell them, take your time first and don't rush. Because even when I first started to want to be uh vegan i still would slip though so it was times when i'll be like it wouldn't not it was always salmon i'm gonna be honest it was always salmon somehow yeah. i end up you feel me so i end up having to really wing myself off of it but that's pretty thing so i was like i just say take your time with it uh okay. if you slip up a little bit that's okay you gotta wing yourself off some people can just jump and be like because at first I just jumped. So for like a good two months, I was straight vegan. But then I ended up going to a family member house or something like that. And then they throwing down on, on some old stuff that I, I used to eat. And I want to tap in. So that, that that temptation is going to be real. So just be patient with yourself. And, and study as much as you can. Learn as much information about it as you can. And practice. Have fun with it. Don't. Don't take it too serious because I, I have fun with my job. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to make yeah. some right now. It's, it's called a pineapple grenade. You're the first person to know about this besides my friends. What? <laughs> it's called a pineapple grenade. You, you're going to see this on Instagram. I will. <laughs> I'll be looking for it. 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, it's going to look like, wait, what? How did that? <laughs> yeah. So what? Okay, so now... Say, for instance, now this younger version is wanting to be an entrepreneur, wants to cook. What advice would you extend to that that person? Uh, practice and don't okay. quit your day job. <laughs> Boom. 
<laughs> don't quit your day job because you're gonna need to fund it. Me, I was I was able to use a little bit to make a lot, but you have to be able to invest in yourself. And nine times out of ten, your family members and things like that aren't gonna understand what you're doing or support it. And that's okay because you're going to go to the you're gonna the way the universe works, you're going the, the people that need what you have to offer are gonna find you. You know yep. what I'm saying? They're going to be attracted to you. So start small. Like I started off just taking pictures of food and posting it. And then I build slowly but surely build it up my uh, uh, kind of audience. Uh, and most of the people couldn't buy my food. They didn't. But we interacted with each other. We learned from each other. I'll make something. They'll make it the next day. Like stuff like that. The page that I have now, uh, I had a page before. Uh, it was a Chef Marley. That was the page. I kind of lost access to it, which is a long story, but it's okay. I was able to create a new page, and within three months, I was able to build my clientele base back up. You know what I'm saying? And it's only because I went to where the people were looking for what I had to offer. You know what I'm saying? I put myself, yeah. I mean, even sometimes you have to step outside of where just vegans are because most of my clients aren't vegans. Yeah, you got to get out your comfort zone. Thanks, sir. Because that's what I now I instead of going to just vegan spots and because they kind of got the, their favorite restaurants and stuff like that, I would start doing events where people were working out, gym events, stuff like that, where it was about fitness. Because these people want to eat right, and this is another opportunity of being able to eat right. Besides, uh, just chicken and fish, they that's their way of eating clean. But this is the way of eating right. So it's like, okay, I don't know anything about veganism. Tell me about this thing. Then boom, boom, boom. And I let them know, explain it to them. Then they try it. They love it. Now they're waiting for the next thing. Okay, when the next time you're going to sell something? And then that's what I had to do. Awesome. So I'm coming down to the, to the last half hour of this show. List any parting wisdom. If you want to give any parting wisdom to others that you would want them to know about your business, about veganism, what would it be? All right. See, look, I'm going to go, but I want my friend James to go because he's very inspirational to me in many ways. Do you mind if he has some work? I do not mind. Go ahead, James. All right. Thank you. Um, first and foremost, um, over the last few years, as these documentaries have been coming out and more truth has been coming to the surface and things have been revealed to people when it comes to food and all that. Um, all the listeners out there, there's three documentaries. One of them I know is real, real big. And that's what the health. And uh, the guy that's in that, he was actually a, he had cancer and everything. His name's Kip something. I definitely would urge people to watch that. That will greatly um give you a better understanding on having a stance of why becoming vegan is so important. I mean, you had people in that documentary, the one lady, she couldn't even move. She was in a, she was um, in her house and she had like 36 different medications on a table, on a walker and everything. And after only two weeks of a plant-based diet, this lady was jogging around the, the, the street and just, you know, tossed all of her medication. That's one of them. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, another one is called Food Inc. And that's where it goes in. And they actually reveal that a lot of people don't know this. For the entire United States, there's only 10 major meat packing plants for the United States. All the meat is coming from only 10 
different um meat packing plants and they do a lot of things to cut corners um even putting chemicals and stuff in the food and all that and um you know they they're not treating the animals right they're feeding them they're feeding the chickens what they're feeding the cows all that i mean it's it's just all just a big operation and everything i definitely urge people to see that one another one that i wanted to see which i haven't seen yet it's actually called inorganic we trust and i mean it's pretty much self explanatory um it's not so much as like a religious thing or anything but it's basically like you know well, if we slap organic on this, people will buy it. And, then, you know, that's what it pretty much boils down to. And um, I think that documentary sheds a lot of light on that. And it lets people know, you know, just how, how much stuff out here, like, is, is this stuff really organic that they're claiming is, or, is organic? Like um, Marley touched on a, a little bit um, earlier, you know, you, you, you both touched on it. Now there's starting to be just like an explosion of, of organic stuff, you know, go everywhere. I mean, you can even go to Burger King and now, you know, they have a new burger and all that. And it's like, you know, hold on a second. You know, it's like, or is this just a wave going on that they're pushing to, you know, to, to get a, a bigger, you know, selling audience. But, you know, or is it yeah, really, that's, really I'm sorry to food, cut you. you know? No, it's fine. Yeah, no, no, no. No, sorry to cut you. You brought up a very excellent point because um, that's another thing that we also have to be mindful, I think, as consumers is how much of that programming that's being infiltrated into our dietary uh, lifestyle that is becoming a little too easier to gain access to. And the Impossible Burger was one of those things that I'm going to be honest, it, it, it's a red flag for me. <laughs> so exactly i don't i personally don't consume it because my intuition is telling me that something is off about it and uh, i need to do a little bit more research and a little bit more convincing for me to feel like i'm gonna co-sign on something like the impossible burger or what because it's like more accessible in burger king people can get it that was the reason why i feel like i feel like it's being pushed on there so that people can be susceptible to putting something to their bodies just because it claims to be vegan. So yeah. So every listeners out there, I totally agree. Please like do your research first because not everything out here is healthy. You know, you have to be mindful of that. So you brought up a very good point, James. Well, the other thing I would say just to piggyback off of that is um, with the whole, not to get too deep into like conspiracies or anything, but definitely, you know, YouTube, Google and everything, because it's, it's a lot of controversy about just that, that burger by itself. It's, it's, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. If you do your research, that things just ain't adding up with the fast food industry. Um, there was a statistic I was telling Marley that I heard this and, um, they're, per, they're selling more food than they actually have real food. So if they're selling more food than they actually have the real food, then what else are they putting in to supplement, you know, when, when they don't have enough food to meet the demand? And that's it. You can actually, you know, do your research on that. That's an actual statistic. There's more food being sold than, is, than they actually have food. Yeah. So you, know, you got that going on. And the other thing I, um, I really wanted to touch on, which I think everybody appreciate is um, just the systematic programming from from media, from, from everything else, you got all this food and everything that one of the main reasons that people, it's so hard for them to get away from it is because it's been culturally programmed into different cultures throughout the generations. 
you know, you got cookouts, you got barbecues, all this other stuff. And people are so used, you know, like, oh, I'll go over to my grandma's, and, you know, she's going to be cooking this or, you know, we're going to have a rib cook off and all this other stuff. Oh, so yeah. all this stuff has been, you know, programmed into you. And then why they try to sneak it in. If you saw the Pepsi commercial, why are they sneaking in hot dogs in a Pepsi commercial? I mean, you got to watch everything that they're doing. So oh, yeah. I just want to touch on that. Yeah, most definitely. No, I totally agree. Well, you guys, I'd love to continue this whole episode one day in the future. I feel like you guys bring in a lot of gems. Uh, really appreciate this. <laughs> I hope you guys had a, had a very good time on my show. I really appreciate it again. Sure. Need more wellness tips and lifestyle ideas? Get your fix now and hop on over to thiswomanfromnyc.com. And while you're there, sign up for the free newsletter for blog updates, events, and giveaways. I'm your girl Jazz, and I'll see you on the 5th.